What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live on a beautiful Sunday, January 16th, to bring you Week 14 Fantasy Analysis and Schedule Update. Noah, uh, how are we feeling? Uh, feeling pretty good, Colin. Uh, first off, I just want to say, happy birthday. Um... Let's go. I hope 32 is treating you well. 32. Yeah, 32 treated me well. This is now year 33. Triple threes. Hit the... Yeah, uh, it's your Larry Bird year. Yeah, people forget that Larry Bird was uh, was pretty good at basketball. Everybody hypes up like the, the your Jordan year, your 23 year. I'm all about my Larry Bird year, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm just like slugging some beers like during lunch at work, you know, because that's what Bird did, you know, and then I go out and I beat Magic. That's my that's my goal this year, at least. <laughs> uh, how you feeling, Colin? How was the birthday? How was the weekend? It was, uh, it, it was, it was chilling. I threw some axes. That, that was the big thing that I did was, uh, do some axe throwing, which I highly recommend, by the way, an absolute ball. You know, you can uh, you can get those things whistling, but it's much more finesse than I was anticipating, Noah. Because you said you've done it before, right? Yeah, and it was pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the end, too, the guy he was doing, he was showing us how to do trick shots. So I was throwing them underhand, and I actually got a couple to stick that way. And then I threw two at once, and I got them to stick. That was that hmm. was pretty much the highlight. <laughs> That's a. Uh... Sad I couldn't be there to celebrate with you, Colin, but mm. I am here on a beautiful Sunday night celebrating week 14 of the fantasy yeah, basketball, you, Colin. You couldn't, better. What, you couldn't be here. What better present could you ask for? Yeah, so, no, like, you couldn't be here physically to celebrate my birthday with me, but you can be here emotionally to help me through whatever the fuck the Bulls are right now because holy shit was that a terrible week to be a Bulls fan. I was actually, Noah, at the game on Tuesday when we beat the Pistons by 46 points, which was the most that we've ever beaten the Pistons by in the history of the Pistons and Bulls rivalry. Uh, And then we followed that up with the Nets and the Warriors games losing by like 35 points each. So (laughs) it's, uh, you know... It's tough. I I don't know if it's a blip, or if I I don't know if that we're contenders anymore. Help me through it, Noah. You know, Colin. I you played the two best teams. Um, I don't know about the Nets game. That was just a bad night. But you caught a pissed off Warriors. I'll tell you that. Uh, the Warriors yeah. were, you know, I think coming in. They were coming off a really bad loss to the Bucks, and I think they were looking to rebound that. So I think you caught the Warriors on a bad night. But well, and Levine goes down within like two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, you got lucky on the Levine injury, Con. Um, yeah, that easily could have been a torn ACL. He's out for the rest of the season. Bulls are like fuck. Yeah. Um, but luckily, he walked off under his own power, Con. Looking like he's not going to miss that many games. Um, no. Pretty lucky break, Con, because Seriously. you know we've seen that scenario very many times where the guy does not get up. Um, hey, we've seen that scenario in Chicago. Fun. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, I think you guys, I think you guys are fine, Colin. You're you're gonna finish this season as a top four seed in the East. I'm pretty confident, and you know, go get Jeremy Grant then. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. I'll take Jeremy. I'll take Jeremy if if it's what we gotta do. It's what we gotta do. But whew, yeah, tough one. Celtics was a heartbreaker too. But you know, we'll get over it. That one, I'm I'm a little less concerned about. So. We'll be there. Um, no, I mean, all things considered, it was a, a decently light week in terms of news around the NBA. Yeah, the biggest news probably came today, Colin, from the uh, injury that KD suffered mm-hmm. last night. I believe he has a sprained MCL, Colin. Going to miss about four to six weeks now. Um, so Nets are going to have to go four to six weeks without KD, Colin. Kyrie only playing away games still. Um, yeah. You know, Nets could build a little lead here on the or Bulls could build a little lead here on the Nets calling over these this next month or two. Yeah, yeah, it would they uh, it would be an opportune time to do so because if if it comes down to it, being the one seed while they're the two seed, or vice versa, at least you just don't have to see them until the conference finals. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, like if. If we can somehow lock up this one seed and the Bucks and the Nets have to play each other in the second round, like that's just dream yeah. case scenario for us. That's just dream case yeah. scenario. You know, like I'll take my shot at the Heat. It, yeah, it's think hard. The, it's yeah. hard enough beating one of the Bucks or the Nets in a playoff round. Yeah, beating both of them. Like I just, I don't. I don't. The numbers see it. just aren't in your odds. Aren't in your favor at that point. So no, I because I was. Watching, you know, they, the Bulls-Nets was ESPN. And J.J. Redick, before the game started, said that, you know, I, th- I think somebody asked him, like, do you think the Bulls are legit? And he was like, well, right now the Bulls are the best story in the NBA. But fully healthy, I like the Nets, Bucks, Heat, 76ers, all better than the Bulls. And I was like, Bucks and Nets, I, I can yes, I, I can give you. <laughs> I can give you, but I was like, and I was like, the Heat, like, ah, uh, like, I, I see where you're coming from, and I was like, but the, the 76ers, I was like, I don't That's know how you can tell me right now. That's just disrespectful. I was like, it feels like you maybe played for the 76ers for like a good eight, nine years there, and that's why you're saying what you're saying? Like, I don't know. But, yeah, I I, I wanted to, to confirm with you that that was a massively biased take. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the Bucks and the Nets probably are still better. But Bulls Heat is a easy seven-game series to me. Like, you, that would be a bloodbath of a series. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. And, you know, but before we get into it, you know what's been real sneaky? Is the bottom of the... Eastern Conference, and not the bottom, but, like, the play-in teams, it's getting pretty toasty. The Celtics right now are actually the 11th seed and wouldn't make it, meaning that one of the Celtics, Knicks, Wizards, Raptors, Hornets, who are all within a game of and a half of each other, aren't going to make it, and they're all teams that are playing some pretty decent basketball. Yeah, um... You know, the top of the East looks like a bloodbath, Colin. The 6 through, uh, what, 12 is just, they're all separated by, like, a game or two games. 
yeah. that's going to come down to the very last game of the season, Colin. <laughs> I think so, too, dude. I think so, too. And, like, I'm looking at it right now, and I think that maybe the Wizards team just shouldn't be where they are, but you've got Kyle Kuzma who's balling out right now. Like, what? Like, he's he averaged 28 points or something this week from Kuz. Mm-hmm. Kuz, yeah, dude. the Wizards. I think the Wizards are here, Colin, just to play spoiler to you know one of the Hornets, Knicks, or Celtics, really. Yeah, I mean, I see it happening. I think that I like them as a real contender to get out of the play-in, though, because Brad Beal can carry that team in a game or two. Like you can count mm-hmm. on Brad Beal to win you a game against the Knicks, against the Raptors, against the Hornets. And then the rest of that team's like yeah. decently sound. I mean, they're like twelve guys deep, Colin. Um, yeah, they got TB, they got Thomas Bryant back last week too. Um, they can just go out and beat a team like the Celtics, Colin, who really are only like seven, eight guys deep. Like the Celtics are not built to just run against a team like, like the Wizards. If we're being yeah. honest, the Celtics are two man deep. Yeah, yeah, like three man deep, maybe without Horford. <laughs> maybe, yeah. But then you have Marcus Smart, who is like a, a subtraction of a player. So, so yeah. you're back to two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, remember when Marcus Smart was like all the buzz? Can you even like trade Marcus yeah. Smart right now? Not unless you attach a pick, I'm pretty sure. Which is atrocious. It's almost like, hey, like perimeter defense is like really nice. But like you still have to be the point guard, which he needs to figure out, and the Celtics need to figure out. Yeah, Marcus Smart in the first was just making a little too much sense to the Celtics to trade to the Pelicans for Alonzo Ball. <laughs> Imagine where they'd be. Imagine where they'd be. Who knows, dude? Who knows? Alrighty. Well, if there's nothing else, should we get into the schedule analysis in the uh, rest of the episode? Yeah, let's get it. All right, let's get it. All right, for the schedule this week, uh, it's a pretty decent schedule this week, actually. No, it's it's a lot of teams playing four games. Actually, almost the entire NBA is playing four games this week, which makes it uh, pretty even overall in terms of your strategy. So I'm not going to read those 23 teams, but what you do need to know, especially this week, since there are are so many games being played that Cleveland, Denver, Minnesota, and Phoenix are only playing three games. And then if you hold stock in three of the worst teams in the NBA (laughs) and really count on your fantasy value to come from dudes who are just putting up the numbers on the trash booty teams, which are the Rockets, Pelicans, and Kings, you're really going to have to be careful this week. So I, I don't know who I could be talking to that is like a De'Aaron Fox, Jonas Valanciunas, Daniel Tice Brandon owner? Ingram. <laughs> Real no, sicko out there. <laughs> There's somebody out there that's that's counting on Daniel Tice to just absolutely <laughs> rake every single week. They're in for a terrible week. Yeah, and he's listening to the episode right now. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? I only have two games of Daniel Tice. Like, whoa, I'm not checking fantasy this week. I'm chalking that all up. 
Yeah, uh, this is a pretty weird week, Kong. We haven't had a weird like, a week like this yet in the season. Um, number of teams playing each day. Monday, we have 24. Tuesday, we have 4. Wednesday, we have 26. Thursday, we have 6. Friday, we have 22. Saturday, we have 6. And Sunday, we have 22. So four out of the seven days this week, Colin, you're going to have 11-plus teams playing. So you're going to have near full lineups for four out of the seven days this week. But then on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, Colin, you're going to have, you know, almost just one to two guys playing, maybe three if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really brings in the streaming um, on a week like this where it's so heavy on the – on the majority days of the week. Um, yeah. Getting into the back-to-backs, Monday, Tuesday, you're going to have the Knicks. Tuesday, Wednesday, you have Detroit, Minnesota. Wednesday, Thursday, you have Dallas, Indiana. Thursday, Friday, you have Golden State. Friday, Saturday, you have Milwaukee and OKC. Saturday, Sunday, there's none. Um, Chicago, New York, and Utah have Sunday, Monday back-to-backs. Uh, the low-flame game days this week, Colin, you have two games on Tuesday, three games on Thursday, and three games on Sunday. Um Teams who were looking, teams who play on the low volume game days this week, Con. We're looking at the Knicks, who have four games on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Um, the Knicks are pretty deep fantasy wise, Con. You could be looking at Alec Burks, Kimball Walker, Evan Fournier, Nerlens Noel, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, Taj Gibson, Quinton Grimes. Um, all those guys, you know, you're playing the lottery, yeah. Con, but the Knicks are a good option this week. Um, you got the Warriors playing four games on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Yeah. You'd be looking at and there's actually uh pretty important news with the Warriors as well, Colin. Uh Draymond Green has been dealing with calf tightness, Colin. Uh-huh. And they couldn't find out why, you know, he was having this um recurring injury, and it's actually tied to a lower disc in his back that has been causing the calf tightness. Um He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks, Colin. So no Draymond Green for the Warriors for Ooh. two weeks. So this probably turns him into a streamable team for these next two weeks, Colin. You're looking at Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Belica, Gary Payton the second, who's going to play a ton of minutes now, uh-huh. uh, Kavon Looney, <coughs> Jonathan Kuminga. Uh, people have been calling Jonathan Kuminga, Colin, the cum god. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's not? his official nickname, but I'm here for it. I didn't uh, see it on basketball Anderson. <laughs> Juan Toscano Anderson, Andre Goodall, and Damian Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you really want to take a risk on for these next two weeks, Jonathan Kuminga could be your guy. Um, he's he's only he hasn't really been able to play that much, Colin. He's averaging like ten minutes on the season. But yeah. the times where he has got extended minutes, you know, where the Warriors are blowing someone out or someone misses a game due to injury, he's looked pretty good, Colin. Like he's looked like the guy that, um, you know, had teams like. Um, the allure of teams wanting to draft him. Yeah. And I think it's a good scenario where he's at right now where he's not playing heavy minutes every night because if he was on a team like the Rockets, Colin, he would probably look awful. Um, yeah, but hopefully, uh, he looks like Jalen Green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that Jonathan Kuminga gets a good run. And over if over these, like, this week, Colin, these first couple games, he's getting a steady, consistent amount of minutes, I think he's going to produce. Um, so mm-hmm. just keep an eye out on that. The Pacers, Colin, who we haven't talked very much about at all uh-huh. this season, not much to talk about. They have four yeah. games on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, not a great team to stream, but you could look at Chris Duarte, Justin Holiday, Lance Stevenson, O'Shea Brissett, Tory Craig, and our um, newest signing, Kiefer Sykes, who's a, he's a 5'11 short king, Colin. He's not six foot. And wow. 
you know, I always I always take an inch or two off a guy's actual listed height on basketball no, reference. No, 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 no. Remember, remember <laughs> two years ago, they they switched that out. Oh up. yeah, they said okay. that you got to you know. actually do it now. Because that was a crazy yeah. day on Twitter. I distinctly remember yeah, that yeah, day yeah. and everybody being like, dude, KD's like actually is 6'11". And then people are like, no, he's not. Like, he's 7 feet. Uh, yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> um, Phoenix Suns calling. They have three games on Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Uh-huh. You could be looking at uh, Cam Johnson, Jake Crowder, Landry Shamit, Joel McGee, or Jalen Smith. Uh, yeah, that's the schedule this week, Colin. I, I really would focus on the Knicks and Warriors this week. So those guys, yeah, those guys are deep. So no, Fantasy Labs actually tweeted out nine minutes ago that Kemba Walker might be available for tomorrow night's game and that it's up to Tom Thibodeau to make that decision. So we could see Kemba coming back. We know that Tom Thibodeau doesn't have a great affinity for Kemba, but right up to that injury, or I forget if it was an injury or COVID, whatever it was that took him out, Kemba had two or three games there where it was straight-up cardiac Kemba. So he's probably back on your waiver wires right now. It might not be a bad time to take a flyer on Kemba. Yeah. I mean, you're just banking that he comes, you know, he can keep that hot streak yeah. going. Yeah. No, because, I mean, you could – you could very well play and play 20 minutes, miss all 14 of the shots he takes, and uh, have nine turnovers, you know. You could get that kind of combo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the story with a lot of the guys on the Knicks this season and why sure, the Knicks sure. are so low in the East standings. Um, They're above 500, Getting though. into the – yeah, hey, give it to them. Uh, maybe this is the actual team. That you know, we were thinking the team that we saw last year was yeah, um, should a be. bit of them overachieving. Um, we've changed the next segment, Colin, from instead of potential rest of season value, <laughs> it is now called news we're writing about this week because with everything going in on the season, Colin Reddit roasting us, you know, oh, this guy isn't Jetty Osmond isn't potential rest of season, you know, we changed it and it's dudes we're writing about this week. And, how can how can they complain about that, Colin? Honestly, Just no. Dudes we're writing about. Like you're kind of telling on yourself if like you're commenting and being like, "Oh, like, this isn't like actually potential rest of season value." It's like, oh, then clearly you don't listen to the pod because if you listen to the pod, you would already know that. So, kind of a bitch ass move on your half. Like just saying. Dude, like, is that pe- your comment? There's people on the subreddit, Colin. Um, there's this guy named Josh Lloyd who basically runs the biggest like daily fantasy basketball podcast. Mm-hmm. And this guy, this guy puts out like two podcasts every day of the week. Colin, um, he does a review of the My night dad. before and a and a preview for the day ahead. And there's people on the Reddit that are like, "Man, Josh Lloyd can't believe he wasn't can't believe his prediction about a mere coffee was wrong." As this guy lists off like twenty daily like low end low rostered players every day and i'm just oh, like if yeah. that guy gets roasted like what are they gonna do to us and i'm just like reddit will never be happy with anything so i don't care anymore no i don't but care. I still do love all the reddit listeners I'm no i saying. love all the and i enjoy the interaction like i, I want i want to interact with a dude that's like all up in arms that you know we didn't put down Dude, I didn't even know a good name off the top of my head. Like, we'll, we'll just throw it back to, like, like Daniel Tice while the backup center for the Rockets is out and Tice has to play 40 minutes. Like, yeah, like, we might miss that. But tell us. You know, don't yell at us. And, you know, it's going to make the community better. 
Yeah. Or you can, I, yeah, you can yell at Noah. You can yell at Noah. Actually, I wouldn't. I genuinely do like helping say. people on our, like, oh, when those people are my ask favorite. questions on our, and then when people ask questions and, like, we give them an answer and they're like, cheers, mate. I'm like, oh. that just made my day. I said that I texted you the other day because <laughs> last week, like, yeah, it was last week's because some Australian dude, like, asked for help and I gave him help and he was like, yeah, and he finished it with cheers, mate. And I was like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it was a steal of a trade, too. He had to pull the trigger. He had to pull the trigger. Yeah. Forget what it was, but needed to do it. Oh, it was like right. a four for four trade. It was a fat. Yeah, I forget what it was. I think he was getting rid of Russ, too. Which, like, if you could get rid he of Russ. He was getting Embiid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was getting rid of Russ and getting Embiid. And then he was giving up value across the rest of it, but I was like, I don't know how valuable you think Russ is going to be the rest of the season, but I guarantee you it's not whatever Joel Embiid's giving you. Yeah. <laughs> um, getting into this first guy, Colin, and the dudes we're writing about this week's mm-hmm. segment, um, is Mr. Amir Coffey, who is 31% rostered on Yahoo, Colin, and 4% rostered on ESPN right now. Um one of the main alerts of picking up Mr. Coffee this week on is the Clippers have back-to-back four games weeks. Um, Amir Coffee is a guy who's been stepping into a larger role lately. In his eight games this month, Colin Coffee has averaged 30 and a half minutes per game with a 15% usage rate. He's taken only he's only taken eight and a half shots per game, Colin, but he's proven to be a pretty good multiple category contributor. Um, over those eight games in January, he averaged. 13 points, 5 rebounds, 3.5 assists, and almost a steal a game. Mm-hmm. He had at least 5 rebounds in 6 out of those 8 games, Colin, and multiple assists in 6 of the 8 games. Um, with the PG injury potentially being season-ending, Coffee could be in line to see huge minutes here for the rest of the season. But even if PG comes back, Colin, Coach Tyloo said that either Coffee or Batum would likely stay in the starting lineup. Um, Amir has been playing lately, Colin, because... Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard were both out of the starting lineup due to health and safety. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrence Mann, when he comes back, is probably inserted back in the starting lineup, but Luke Kennard uh, was yeah. playing in the starting lineup, but Amir Coffey took his place, and I could see Coffey you know, keeping his spot calm because Luke Kennard has not been fantastic this season. And It's just, just like Icon. We, we knew someone was going to benefit here on the Clippers yes, team from the saying, injury. And this seems like a guy who's very low rostered right now. Amir Coffey could be that guy. Yeah. What what I really like about Amir Coffey is in his third year, he's now 24 years old, his true shooting percentage has jumped mm-hmm. up massively from when he started. Right now his true shooting percentage on the season is 62.2%. That is a yeah. ridiculous uh, clip. I'm pretty sure his splits as of – um, right now, Colin are like 53, 56, 89. And he had a 21-point game the other night against the Hawks, and he hit five threes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially Cat. Like, if you're looking for threes, this guy is basically just posted up in the corner, mm-hmm. waiting to shoot. It's looking yeah, like he's I, got some real nice rhythm. Yeah, if I had a if I had a Cat comp, Colin, I'd say he's... He's around the level of value I would place on a guy like Royce O'Neal. Um, oh, Royce interesting. O'Neal, you know, he's a he's a night-in, night-out starter for the Jazz. Um, while the points aren't there every night, call him the rebounds, assists, and stonks are there. And mm-hmm. I, I can see Coffee being pretty similar to uh, Royce O'Neal. 
I see it. I feel like coffee has a, a bit more scoring potential than a mm-hmm. Royce O'Neal, but I like the comp overall. I really do. Yeah, coffee can definitely find more shots just because that Jazz offense is so like calculated. Yeah. Gone. Like they know, they know like how many shots that guy's getting each night. Where with the Clippers, it's more like you know you're gonna shoot it if you're if you find yourself in a situation to shoot it. Where Royce O'Neal probably is more likely to pass it. Because right. he's really only shooting open threes. Right. And then the other thing that's going for coffee is if he plays well, like, he's in a, let me phrase it this way. If he plays well, he has a job with the Clippers or somewhere else. And he has an opportunity to showcase himself because the Clippers are just kind of at this point saying – whatever, we need somebody to do something. Whereas if you're Royce mm-hmm. O'Neal on the Jazz, like you said, this is my role. I'm Royce O'Neal, and I do these exact specific things. I rebound, I assist, and I, I clean up on the boards and, and get some second-chance points when needed. Because we have Jordan Clarkson, we have Donovan Mitchell, we've got Ingles, we've got Bojan, and then we have Rudy Gobert. The Clippers right now, it, it's just bountiful. You can get any mm-hmm. stat you want out there. And the mm-hmm. more that you can show it, the more that your fantasy value goes up. But for a guy who's on his rookie contract, like if you want to keep playing in the NBA, this is the time to do it. This is when you step up and show that, you know, for a guy who was drafted, what, he was like late second round? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know if he was drafted. Is that shown on basketball yeah, reference? And- and this seems like a guy, Colin, who, um, you know, the Clippers very well, Colin, if they announce that PG's out for the rest of the season, that means Kawhi's not coming back because why yeah. would you bring Kawhi back? And that means that we could see guys like Batum or Luke Kennard or Marcus Morris Sr. Um, they could get traded because the Clippers, you yeah. know, don't really need this guy. And Coffee, who's only 24, Colin, he's probably on a dirt cheap con. He's on a the Clippers rookie have- man. Yeah, the, the the Clippers have all the reason to keep this guy calm and hope yeah. that he can establish himself as a rotation player. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, I just I know it's not statistically based, but I do think that there's something to the idea of this is a guy who more or less can make his NBA career if he plays well this next month. Yep. Yeah, I I I like the I like Amir Coffee a lot. Um. Our next guy, Colin, Mr. Trey Lyles, 23% mm-hmm. roster on Yahoo, 2% roster on ESPN right now. Um, with the Bull Bull trade being called off due to Bull Bull not passing his physical, the Pistons remain pretty shorthanded in the front court at the moment as Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olynyk are still out. Um, Kelly Olynyk has potential to start playing again this week, Colin, but I think he's on the trade block too. I don't I really so. see, you know, I don't really see a reason for the Pistons to keep him. He's, you know, he's, all he's really bringing is veteran leadership, but um, there's been quite a bit of opportunity for Lyles here, Colin, and he's been contributing over the past few weeks. Uh, the 26-year-old Colin has scored in double-digit points in eight out of his last nine games. He's averaging 15.1 points, seven rebounds, two assists, and one block in right around 27 minutes per game um, over those last nine. He mm-hmm. started three of those games, but he's also shown he can have an impact coming off the bench, Colin, which I think is a good sign because, you know, Kevin Olenek could come back um, he could start 
but Lyles has proved that, you know, he's worth playing off the bench even in um, heavy minutes. And Lyles has increased his usage rate to 22.5% over the last 10 games. Ooh. And I think this is sustainable. And Jeremy Grant's probably getting traded, Colin. So, yeah. Um, Lyles could be looking at like 27 minutes per game for the rest of the season at this point. And that's a major value at this point. And no, I, I don't. I feel like I have to point it out. I know he's not traditionally somebody who's taken a lot of free throws in his career, but he's jumped up this year so far to an 82.5% free throw shooter. A guy whose career is a 72.5, shot 65 last year on the Spurs. There's something to be said about if you can figure it out at the free throw line, the mechanic of your shot should translate elsewhere. You know, the idea that in college, the best indicator for a good three-point shooter is free throw percentage. I don't know if this guy's just been lucky out of his goddamn mind, but I'm looking I'm looking at that, and who knows? Who knows? Maybe Trey Lyles has expanded his game and is maybe a, a bit more versatile of a scorer than, than we imagined. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, at this point, Con, you're just like looking for any guys who are in situations to play above 20 minutes per game, because with these waiver wire guys, you know, minutes played are one is, if not one of the biggest contributor to getting stats on a daily, um, on a daily day to day basis. And yeah, Trey Lyles is getting the minutes he's producing Con, and I, I don't see why the Pistons would take any of these minutes away, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I I agree. I was at the uh, the Bulls Pistons game. I think I said that earlier, and they took his minutes away so that they could actually give him to people farther down on the Pistons bench. And you forget, like when the Pistons are already developing so many guys, like who their fourteenth and fifteenth guys are. But who? Yeah, let me tell you, Trey Lyles is miles ahead of those guys. Like, there is yeah. a floor. There is a floor of, like, people yeah. you can put out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think he's a good pairing next to Cade, too. So I, I like Trey Lyles. Yeah. Uh, our last boy con, someone this... who uh, we very much like talking about. I love this and guy. It's Marvin Bagley the third con. 32% Ross on Yahoo, 40% Ross on ESPN. <laughs> oh, still. It's our favorite. And. This is, it's kind of hilarious, Colin, how full circle this has came. Um, a couple months ago, you know, we were talking about Marvin Bagley trades. The Kings need to get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> this is, Marvin Bagley is more of a long-term pickup rather than a short-term, just because the Kings play twice this week. Um, yeah. Bagley was totally out of the rotation earlier this year, Colin, but when Walton was fired, Bagley emerged from the shadows. And he started to work his way back into the rotation. Uh, before tonight, Connie missed tonight's game due to right shoulder soreness, but that's not serious. Um, just no. a day-to-day thing. He started the previous 12 straight games. Um, he's coming off his best game of the season, which came on Friday night, Colin, against the Rockets. He had 26 mm-hmm. points, 13 rebounds, and 2 blocks in 33 minutes. Um, in those 12 games, Colin, he's averaging 11 points and 8 rebounds. And... With the Kings looking primed and ready, Colin, to make some moves here before the trade deadline, with the possibilities of Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, and potentially De'Aaron Fox all being available to be moved, 
Bagley looks poised here, Colin, to get a lot of the king's usage. Like it's 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 hilarious, Colin. But like Bagley could be the one that doesn't get traded off that king's team. It would be absurd. <laughs> it would be absurd. I the I've said it before. The kings need to be relegated. Like I don't I don't know if we could write that legislation up before June, but like if we can, it should happen. I am all for bringing in either duke or like the the spanish national team that's not composed of current nba players and just having them play in sacramento mhm i i think yeah. that you know and and then the, the kings don't have to you know and then the kings have to beat duke in a game next year and then if they beat duke they can be unrelegated i think that's the proposal <laughs> i have for the kings the Kings might like it in the NCAA con. Like, damn, we're building a dynasty over here. We're good. <laughs> or they might lose. Yeah, I mean, they could like, lose to like Appalachian State. <laughs> like, I'm I'm thinking about that roster: De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, Buddy Heald. Those are all some fellows who choked in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> actually, Buddy Heald was pretty sick, but Oklahoma didn't win that year, so they still choked. Wow. I, I, how funny would it be, Colin, if Heald, Barnes, and Fox all got traded and Bagley was still on the Kings like, roster? <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Like, it wouldn't even be funny. It would just be sad. Like, how, how do you, as an organization, have such a little understanding of your personnel that you upset a guy that you spent so much draft capital on in the most stacked draft in the last 20 years to the point where he doesn't want to play you have to fire a head coach and then the entire team is just like hey you know what honestly I don't want to be here these are people you've dedicated hundreds of millions of dollars to and none of them want to be there you have to start from scratch with a point guard that might be as good eventually as your current point guard. Yeah. It's... They're doing something over there in Toronto, or in Sacramento, let's yeah. be that. Uh, I I really think... I, I really think that Fox is getting traded to the Sixers before this I deadline so ends, Colin. And, and I don't even think... I, like, they're not even getting Simmons. They're getting whatever shit draft picks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bagley and John Collins, front court of the future for the Kings. But uh, even if John Bagley gets traded, Colin, I think he's, fan- I think he's still fantasy relevant. Um, I can see a team like the Pistons revisiting that trade now because they couldn't get Bull Bull. And I like Bagley, Colin. I think he probably is worth you know streaming at least. And mm-hmm. if, if he does get traded, I think he's going to hopefully show. Like, I just... I, I I get why people judge Marvin Bagley because he hasn't handled it great. He hasn't, you know, played no, he definitely his hasn't. best. But, you know, I think he's making the best out of a very toxic situation. Yeah, I, I challenge to you to play team. for the Kings for five years. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, just back to his fantasy value, I think that the best way to put it is – if you can get a guy right now who can put up 26-13 in two blocks, and it's not a real huge surprise, I, I think that's a sign that you should be picking that person up. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Man. Ugh. That wasn't even Marvin Bagley. That was like, let's just rail on the Kings for five minutes. I'm, you know, I'm always here for it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, we should just have that as a reoccurring segment. What did the Kings fuck up this week? <laughs> Turns out it they, was everything. Dude, they need to just move that team out of Sacramento. Like, give Las Vegas or give Seattle the team back. Like, come on. Give Seattle the team back. The Supersonics jerseys were so sick. And dude, this, like, Supersonics uh, merch is just so clean. It's like, so I just clean. Buy, like, come on. I'd maybe buy a Bagley Supersonics jersey. Make it happen. People that own Kevin Durant Supersonics jerseys, like, they definitely, like, had sex in high school. Like, that's, like, I the own best a, way to put I it. I own a Kevin Durant jersey. Shirt Too jersey. Really. All right, so yeah, that means, like, like, you had, like, sex, like, post-high school going into college. I wish. Yeah. You wish you owned it. <laughs> we should we should maybe cut this part. I I was debating saying it. And I was like, yeah, screw it. We don't have work tomorrow. <laughs> I'll listen back if I find this humorous. I'll, I'll keep it in. If not, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna cut it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no. The uh, the Kings should move from Sacramento. I don't think that that fan base cares at this point. I think it's probably just so depressing. Second lowest fan attendance in the league, gone. Ooh, let me guess lowest. Uh, Pelicans. I I don't know, but I would not be surprised if it was the Pacers still. So. Oh, it was the Pacers at one point? Yep. I mean, I know you told that story about how cheap you got tickets for. Yeah, it's sad times over here in Indiana. That's why I'm a Cavs fan right now. Ugh. See, like, my gut instinct is to hate that, but, like, this new Cavs team, I just can't hate. Evan Mobley's too cool. Evan Mobley is too cool. Holy shit, no, it is the Pacers. I hate that. I hate that so much. You know what's the worst, too, is it, it's kind of by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe move the Pacers to Seattle. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> and we haven't... DeMontis Sabonis, Colin, is a two-time All-Star and playing at an All-Star level this season. Like, yeah. I hate that. Oh, I, okay. talk, I hate talking about the Pacers. So, you know, the Pacers. This, this is actually, this, so you're not last. You're last in total attendance, but it's probably best to measure it by percentage of tickets. And so by percentage of tickets sold, you're actually 28th. Let's go. Somehow the Wizards are 29th. Like, how are you not buying Wizards tickets right now? Like, that team's D's. Like wow, you know, last is the Pistons though, yeah. which uh, I think makes a lot of sense. See, I'm a sicko, Colin, because I would love to go see the Pistons play strictly just to watch Cade play every night. Like, come on. Yeah, I know we brought up that story of the dude who just kind of like lives near the Pistons stadium and just be like, oh shit, it's Wednesday night. Let me go get my four dollar Pistons ticket, sit wherever <laughs> I want, and. <laughs> <laughs> and watch some, some NBA basketball. The Pistons should change it to flat GA tickets and first come, first serve. Seriously, they'd probably make one. If line. you're first in line, you get courtside seats. <laughs> the way that would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
You would get a line then, honestly. You would. You would. You're. You could get all the pre like pregame coverage shots, kind of like the fans lined up around the stadium. People would be like, "Damn, Pistons are popping right now." Could you imagine paying forty bucks and you just get to like dap up LeBron? You could like hit him. I on would the do butt. that any day of the week, dude. Every day. Get us in their marketing department. Should we call him up? But okay. Did you see what the Grizzlies did the other night, Colin? They were running this like yeah, wait, um, that seemed fake almost. Yeah, so you saw the clip of like John Morant wouldn't dap up this kid wearing a Warriors jersey after he got like a real and one. Yeah, and after they did that, Colin, they ran this thing where um, you could come line up in front of their fan shop and you could trade in a jersey of anyone on the other team and basically receive a jersey of anyone on the Grizzlies. And that Warriors kid was like first in line basically and you also got two free tickets to a, a, the next game. Holy shit. I so, so you so that's get a brand saw. new John Moran jersey and two tickets to their game the next night. That's crazy. For a team that is a, are undoubtedly a top 10 team in the NBA right now. Yeah. Like, playing like on their goddamn minds. They're doing it right over there in Memphis. Goddamn. I still remember when somebody told me that they would take Ja over Zion. And I was like, I was like, and I don't, I don't hate it, but, like, how could you? Like, it just at the time, like, how could you, like, even, like, do that? Like, you would just face so much backlash. And now it's like, I am taking Ja nine times out of ten. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty tough, because, I mean, when Zion plays, Zion's just an animal, con. I don't have the exact um, stat pulled up, but The Athletic wrote an article, con, and they basically compared Zion's season last year to Shaq's, like, uh, second season in L.A., which, like, might have been his best season, and Zion's, like, percent shots at the rim rate, like, sh- how often he could get shots at the rim, mm-hmm. it was, like... I think his was like forty two percent and Shaq's was like twenty one percent. Just because Holy you know, Shaq's shit. like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaq's a much harder player to get shots at the rim consistently because you know he needs to back down and sometimes yeah. you just can't get the ball or you can't get the positioning and Zion's just like I'm just gonna truck my way to the rim. <laughs> oh my god. That's nutty. I mean, no, he was on real last year. I mean, I yeah, want Zion. But I mean, to come he hasn't played at all this year, so I'd take Jaw too. <laughs> Dude, how do you mess that up if you're the Pelicans? That's embarrassing. I, right. I think there's, I think there's a deeper. I think there might be something deeper here, Con. I think Zion just doesn't even want to play in New Orleans. Uh, I think now. that's it too. I mean, I, I think, think this injury for was New York real. at this point. I think, yeah, the injury was real, but I think like you know he doesn't want to play in New Orleans and. I think he wants to link up with the boys in New York, Colin, the Duke boys. I hate that. I hate that. God, do you know how annoying that would be? Duke's fan, Duke Very. fans and Knicks fans are some of the oh. worst people. Yeah. And you combine <laughs> them? Oh, no, no. Get that out of here. I'd love to hate it, though, so. Same. Yeah, when I think about that. I already know. Well, speaking of the Knicks, we have some waiver wire pickups to go through. Um, you know, you let me know if you want to talk about any of them. I don't think that there is particular reason to, but just uh, let me know. Hit the buzzer. This week I have we one got... guy. Okay. 
Hit the buzzer then, baby. Alec Burks, Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, Nerlens Noel, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, Taj Gibson. Oh, I'm just reading the next roster, actually, is what's happening. <laughs> Quentin Grimes, Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Bulitsa, GP2, a.k.a. The Mitten, a.k.a. Bench Chatter's favorite player in the NBA, Kavon Looney, Jonathan Kaminga, Juan Toscano, Andre Iguodala, Damian Lee, Chris Duarte, Justin Holiday, Lance Stevenson. Oh, I thought that was going to be it because, like, he had 20 points in the first quarter the other day. That was sweet. O'Shea Brissett, Torrey Craig, Kiefer Skies, Cam Johnson. Okay, I'll say this about Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. Oh, Sykes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I just... That's not even, yeah, that, that, that'll that that'll happen. Um, Cam Johnson, these last couple weeks, has been mm-hmm. averaging 32 fantasy points a game. That is, Ooh. it's quite hot. I don't know if you can snag him, honestly, at this point, but Cam Johnson's been killing it for the Suns. Jay Crowder, Landry Schmidt, JaVel McGee, Jalen Suggs, Herbie Jones, DeAndre Hunter, P.J. Tucker, Lou Dorp, I'm not even going to say Composito's name because he got me negative two fantasy points tonight, and if he'd played decent, I would have won. Uh, Bones Highland, Chimizi Matu, Matu, Chimizi, is, is it Matu or Matu? Chimizi Matu. Chimizi Matu. Chumo Kiki, Rajan Rondo, Nasir Little. Buzz. There you it is. You got to talk about Rondo for a second, Con. Um, <clears throat> three games into the Rondo experiment here, Con, with the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Um the production's been like probably what around I thought it was going to be. Con he's averaging uh, ten points, four assists, five rebounds, with one steal in twenty-two minutes, and honestly, that's pretty optimistic for pretty um, Rondo's fantasy potential in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, he's attempted at least three shots from three-point range, Con, in each game, which I think implies that he has honestly decent potential to average more than one made three per game. Yeah. And he played 29 minutes in his second game, I think, which indicates that he could, you know, that his regular workload um, definitely could settle above the 20 to 22 minutes per game and be more around 25 to 27. And, you know, he he was fantasy relevant last year, Colin, on the Clippers, only mm-hmm. playing 20 minutes. So if you're an assist-needy roster, I, I, I think Rondo's worth, you know, picking up right now and while he ramps up with the Cavs for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I like that one, especially at Cat. You never know what he's going to do field goal-wise. Traditionally, in the last five years, he hasn't really taken enough to hurt you, but who knows? Who knows? The 10 points is actually, that's <laughs> that's decent for Rondo. You have to go all the way back to 2015 <laughs> to see an average that high. I know we're talking about a three-game sample, but still. Yeah, and I mean, the assists are there every night, Colin, mm-hmm. especially with Allen and Mobley on the team, and that's why you're picking Rondo up, so yeah. I, I, I like Rondo a lot. Um, Nazir Little, too, Colin, actually mm-hmm. been sneaky pretty good for the Blazers. Um, he's basically been starting since the beginning of December uh, when the Blazers really just gave up on Robert Covington, and, you know, he's been inconsistent, but this is the first time he's really seeing an extended run, and he's up to, like, averaging 30. 13- 15.6 rebounds and two assists con with 2.6 threes made per game over his last five. Oh man. So, you know, Anthony Simons and Nazir Little are about to play a ton. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. 
and for any you know, Dame's getting reevaluated in six weeks, Colin, but I've been pretty, you know, solid on this stance. I, I think Dame's done for the season. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, side note about Nazir Little, though. I think CJ comes back on Wednesday. You know, I think CJ's getting traded, so. <laughs> Where do you think CJ? Why is? would why would you keep him? I don't know he's because you know making thirty six like million most... dollars. I know, but like, it just feels like why would they like? I feel like someone wants that. Someone, someone will want him eventually. I don't know, dog. For thirty six mil, and that's... I think it's in their favor not to play him, like to get rid of him, so they can get a better pick this year. Yeah, I think so too. If you make the playoffs, the Bulls get the pick. Not that it, like, would totally matter, but, I mean, not great either. Yeah. yeah. And then to round off the list, Colin, we have Nicholas Claxton, oh, who's right. in for a yeah. bigger role, and now the KD's out. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Kyle Anderson. And that's our list, Colin. Yeah. Um, got anything else? <laughs> uh, no. What a, uh, a, a grand way to end off the birthday, Noah. Thank you for having yeah. me. <clears throat> Thank you guys for attending Colin's birthday podcast. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bench underscore Chatter. Leave us a like, leave us a rating, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Peace. Peace.